you're listening to the Way Community Church Lakeland podcast, where our mission is to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope this message from our weekend service encourages you in your walk with the Lord. And now, here's the message. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, listen, there are several things that we want you to know about also that's kind of coming up and just to kind of set the expectations. January, we will start um, most of the um, signups for our mentorship for men and women in our church. Um, starting next week, we'll have some people in the back that can talk to you and answer more questions about that. But that's an intensive uh, in our church that we do to really just help uh, discipleship because that's that's the call of our church. We want to make disciples. So wherever you're at spiritually is not where you're allowed to stay, especially if this is your church. Uh, we want to keep you moving, keep you growing, keep you growing, keep challenging you and making sure there's people in your life that are going to help you get there. Also, be mindful that January we will start our, our annual, our, not our annual fast. That would, it is an annual fast. I guess it is. Yeah, but we're not fasting for a year. We're fasting for 21 days and we want to uh, welcome you to join us on that. Uh, But some of the differences that you'll need to know, we are hoping that the 24th is our last service in this building. Uh, Fingers crossed. We're we're hoping that that happens. And if that happens, then uh, what you need to know is that January 7th there in the new building will be our first service, but we're going to do like a friends and family type service for the first several weeks before we do our, our launch. Our, our launch service will be January 28th. And so what that means is um, we're, we are not expected to have all the bells and whistles tidied together for the first several weeks. And so we want to practice on you guys. Uh, and so um, uh, if the sound system doesn't work, it'll be okay. And with that being said, We love everyone that's at home and online, but we also want you to know that we are not anticipating live streaming the first several weeks of service, although they are critical sermons for the culture of our church because it will be about um, interceding and praying and fasting and and giving up things so we can be filled up with the things that we love even more. Uh, However, we are not anticipating live streaming. So if you want to hear the service. You may have to be there. We'll figure out a podcast situation. Cool. Last week, we talked about the crazy genealogy of Jesus. And um, it's just one of the sermons I don't want to go back and um, re-teach anytime soon. I'm grateful I obeyed the Lord and we got that over with. That was that was difficult. I, I listened to it uh, just because I wanted to hear how bad I butchered it. And I apologize for anyone that had to sit through that. <laughs> Just to give you a quick heads up to start this message, the genealogy of Jesus can be found in Luke chapter 3 and in Matthew chapter 1. And they're both written out there so that people can understand that the Messiah didn't just come out of nowhere. Uh, he was grafted He was planned before the foundations of the earth uh, that Jesus would be born and born through the lineage of David and through Father Abraham all the way back to Adam. And he was a promised son to us. He was a gift. And so with that being said, Matthew's account of the genealogy of Jesus is interesting because he inserts five women that are just odd that they would be mentioned. And, and I believe to me, I see it there 
to really just make sure that the, the, the Jewish folks that knew the genealogy of Jesus understood that the way the, that God moves is not the way that we expect. And this is just unexpected, the way that he's going to do things in our life. And so it was really beautiful that Teresa opened up with that verse about uh, the disciples walking on the road to Emmaus, because even to people that have been close and walked with God in their life, when God moves in our life, it often comes from unexpected places and ways and can create a lot of conflict within. I mean, because it's just, it's not God what I thought you were going to do. That's what we're going to talk about here today. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's word? I didn't think you would use Tamar or Rahab or Ruth or Bathsheba or Mary. We're going to start off in Matthew chapter 1, right where we left off last week in verse 18. And here we go. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. And then the child within her, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. And he will save his people from their sins. All of, the crowd, all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, this is Isaiah. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did just as the angel of the Lord commanded, and he took Mary as his wife, and he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. Man, the greatest name of all of heaven and earth. I love to just say his name, you know, Jesus. Lord, Jesus, help. Amen. You can have a seat. You can have a seat. You can have a seat. Let's go. Let's go, somebody. Well, this is about the unexpected. And it's kind of interesting as he's going through this because he's saying, look, here's a matter of fact. 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 Here's a surprise. Just to remember, this was unexpected. Here's a surprise. Here, you know, and, and this is, these are all the things that the Lord did, 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 did. And he jumps off here, and, he, and this, is, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. That's where we're going to start off. Now, we don't learn a whole lot of the background of Joseph and Mary. Um, we understand that Joseph would have been a, a, a young man, probably starting his career, would have been fit to uh, provide for his family, ladies, Never marry a man that can't provide, okay? Let me just throw that out there, right? Uh, and so uh, this guy would have been able to provide for his family and would have been able to take Mary into his home. And so they set off. And I don't know what that would have been looked like when he got engaged, but I imagine there were butterflies. 
I imagine that they were excited, probably falling in love as they were planning their lives together. They're getting to know one another. They're getting excited about the future. Joseph's having daydreams that are probably uh, not healthy for, for him. He needs to get married quicker than, than he needs to. All kinds of stuff is going on. And uh, out of nowhere, I project that there was a conversation that happened with Joseph and Mary that was not healthy. I don't know what the conversation sounded like or how Mary broke the news. I don't know if Mary waited a long time to tell Joseph what had happened to her or what was taking place in her. And I don't want to tell you that story yet because to some of you, you don't know all of these verses, but I'll read it to you in a little bit. I don't know if Mary waited to tell Joseph that she was pregnant till after the, she, was, she began showing. But at some point, Mary looked over to Joseph and she said, Joseph, I'm pregnant. Now, this is where I need to lean in today. If I had a first point in this message today, I would say that, that sometimes God brings conflict to our life. Now, you need to understand, this is actually what Jesus said in one of his kind of like eyes opening verses. One of the weirdest verses that Jesus said in all of the Bible was that I did not come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. That I would divide father and son, mother and daughter. And this is like a weird, like, wait, Jesus, what are you talking about? Because right from the very beginning, we can see something happening between Joseph and Mary where there's conflict. And it's because of Jesus, literally. <laughs> and so uh, Mary and Joseph are having troubles. And what the Bible says is before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant. And Joseph, her fiance, he was a good man. The scripture would also call him righteous, uh, did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. I got to lean in on this moment for a few minutes here. Joseph was trying to figure out, everyone knows that I'm about to get married, or at least my friends and family, my neighbors know that I'm going to get married. They know they bought the house. They met the cute little girl. They know that this is like, it's so wonderful. Everything is good. She's pregnant. And he has mathematically done the math. And he knows one thing. It's not mine, right? <laughs> I didn't do it. And so I know this. So that can only mean one thing. You are a liar. You are bad. You're a cheater. You are X, Y, Z. And this is what the enemy does to many of us. When we don't understand things that God is doing, we do the math in our own head. And it's kind of dangerous sometimes. You have to understand that God works in unexpected ways throughout scripture. I mean, when, the, when Jesus is on the road to Emmaus with disciples, he's walking with them and they don't know it. And their hearts are burning within them and they don't see it. I want you to know that God is doing things in your life right now that you don't know. I'll never forget 
when I was 19 and I was at a church service sitting on the back of the, of the back and I was always a front row guy and for whatever reason this week I was in the back and this guy called me out and he said that God will look to the nations and watch for God will do a work in your life that you would not believe even if you were told. And you just got to know that there's things that God is doing in you that's going to create conflict in you. And it may create conflict in others, but it's mostly because you can't possibly begin to understand how he works. So Mary said, I'm pregnant. And Joseph mathematically understands how pregnancy works. He's been to class. He's heard this, you know, the teaching and the way this works and the birds and the bees. And he is angry. Yet the scripture says that, God, of course, she was pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. Duh. Uh, and that's how we know that this beautiful little virgin was conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yet, it was great mystery to him. Conflict. When conflict happens in our lives, man, is it difficult. And, and I just want to remind you that he was a righteous man. He didn't want to disgrace her publicly. And so he's trying to figure out how am I going to break up with her without telling everyone? Because if we break it off, then everyone's going to see her pregnant and think that that baby was mine and that I'm the bad guy and that all of this. And so he's trying to do more math in his head. He's trying to figure this out with his own brain. Well, in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 3, it says, Avoiding a fight is the mark of honor. Only fools insist on quarreling. See, Joseph and Mary got into a fight because of something that God was doing in Mary that Joseph didn't understand. And it led to a fight and they brought up the D word, man. They brought up the big divorce. They brought up like the, like this is over. And the problem is you may not be in a relationship right now, but that doesn't mean that sometimes you don't want to quit on something that is crazy difficult for you to wrap your brain around. But what I want you to know is that God is going to lead you into conflict in your own life and even in your own soul. In fact, some of the things that God is calling you to do will be so difficult because it's, it's, it comes from a place that you were once wounded in. Now remember, he wants to use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. So he often has to take you through your brokenness so that the world will know that this is only possible because you couldn't do it on your own. So it's going to lead through internal conflict, whether that's in your marriage with a coworker or just in yourself. I want you to know that most of the things that God is calling you to do are scary. Does this make sense? And so they're bringing up the D word. And I don't know if you're fighting about anything. This sometimes uh, my calling brings up uh, warfare in our marriage where sometimes we can't tell if we're fighting over Pastor Tim's an idiot or the call of God on our life is creating conflict. Now, I can literally point this out through so many people within our church. There are some people that need fellowship yet are terrified of people. 
There are some people here that are called to start small groups, but it puts pressure on your relationship. It puts pressure on your marriage. So there's no way you can have a marriage small group. There are some people where they think, you know what, I'm not righteous enough but to, to lead someone else. None of the disciples were righteous enough. And so this conflict that wars inside of us becomes like an evil enemy that can oftentimes cause us to quit before we even get started. And I see it so many times where I wish that we would operate in faith and seek God to find out what is he calling me to and then bet the farm on it and just go after God. But so many times we're scared of the things that's, that's difficult. And I just want you to see in scripture, Joseph was called to marry this young little girl. And what she came and told him did not make mathematical sense at all. And he had to figure out how he was going to double down and believe that God brought her into his life. This last week, I just want to tell you about my conflict, just really quick, briefly. Uh, for whatever reason, my entire life, I've had a gift of faith. I've had a gift that I don't worry about almost anything. Yet this year, I developed a worry. And on, on, on accident, sometimes I water that worry. And I give thought to it. And somewhere along Thursday, something happened to me and I realized that there was, Tim, I, I'm not seeing the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And I, I just started doing a soul check. You ever do this before? And it just brought such a rebuke to me. What I began to, I was worrying about money. I've had the ability to give money away my entire life without worrying about it. But for whatever reason, recently, I was nervous. January 29th of this year, I wrote one of the largest checks in my life. And recently, the Lord said, you're going to do it again. And I could, for probably two months, I couldn't tell my wife because I was scared to do it. And then what the Lord began to do is said, not only are you going to do that, but you're going to do this and this and this and this. And he started creating a conflict in me that was, that I was afraid to obey the Lord. And in doing so, I was missing out on the fruit of the Holy Spirit in my own soul. I don't know what God's calling you to do, but if you war against that, if you, if you choose not to obey, it only hurts you. And then it hurts us. And the moment that I surrendered and said, God, you can have it, it was like a burden lifted off my shoulder. And I came in Friday. I, I was like, man, you know what? I want God's presence more than I, I want to protect my own self. And then all of a sudden there was, there was peace, which is what I want in my own self far more than I want financial security. Anyone else? And then I realized, oh, when you have peace, you have financial security. You have everything else because you know that you have all that you need. I had a conflict in myself and it started with the call of God on my life. Does that make sense? So Joseph is threatening divorce. And what I know is right now in this time of year, people are struggling financially, uh, mostly because we're, we're spending. It's not even giving, it's spending. Some of us are struggling in our marriages right now and Joseph and Mary were having a conflict in their marriage, in their relationship and the D word came up and he wanted to divorce her 
and do it privately so that he didn't disgrace her or disgrace himself. And the Lord showed up. Before we double down though, I just want to make sure you understand Proverbs 18 verse 2, fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. I I think that this is important to understand because where Joseph was at in his own brain, he didn't seek to understand. He sought to create more conflict with his own resolution and what he knew to happen. Friends, in our life, when there is conflict, fight for understanding, not to air your opinion of what's going on. Does that make sense? And if he would have been asking more questions and been seeing like, wait a second, I see in this girl, the spirit of Jesus, it'd been a lot easier for him to move forward in where he was going. If you're not married today, don't enter into relationship with people that you can't see Christ in. Does that make sense? That's a big, that's a big word of the Lord for anyone here today. Cool. Uh, Let me move uh, forward. Isaiah 55. This is huge for all of us to understand when we don't know what God's doing, when he's doing something that's bringing about conflict in us. The Lord would say this in Isaiah 55, eight through nine. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything that you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. I began to think about that this week, about how God is going to do something that I just, it, my mind won't understand it. My wife reminded me just a couple days ago, when the Lord asked Noah to build an ark, it hadn't rained yet. What he was called to do didn't make any sense, yet he was called to do it. Does, it, does that make sense to y'all? I want you to understand that when Joseph was called to marry, Mary, 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 ain't no one on the face of the whole universe ever been pregnant with God, okay? And so I just want you to know that it's okay when the Lord who's holding your hand is leading you into places that is uncharted for you. You can trust the Lord. You can trust the Lord. You can trust the Lord. So if I had one point, it would be the conflict that I see in this. And the second part of this thing that really just stands out to me is the calling. I can see the call of God on Joseph and on Mary. But it is really unfortunate for Joseph to be called to be the stepdad of the son of God in the whole world. Um, I mean, this is a massive difficult situation. Some of you have blended families here among us and it's hard. Not as hard as what Joseph had to go through, just so you know. Imagine disciplining someone who's never been wrong in his life, (laughs) literally, ever. All right, and so anyways, verse 20, uh, Joseph, the son of God, uh, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Here we can see that he's, First of all, he has a dream. And I just want you to know deep down in your knower, when God is leading you, he'll begin talking to you. He'll begin confirming his word, confirming his word, confirming his word. It's really difficult for me when me and my wife are, are having a discussion about something. And I know that she's right, but I've made my point and I have to figure out how to stand my ground. But I know that I've kind of already lost and I'm fighting a battle that's already over. Does any, anyone else have ever been there? It's a hard, it's a hard slope. 
Joseph, God spoke to Joseph through a dream. I want you to know that everyone in this room, there is a call of God on your life. Not all of you are called to be the father of Jesus. But let me make sure you understand we are all carriers of Jesus. The Holy Spirit lives in you. So like Mary, in one way or another, you are pregnant with the Son of God. And you're going to have to figure out how to live and move and tell others about him and that he lives in you and that he's, he's, he's trying to do great things in you. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They are good plans and they're not for disaster. They will give you a future and a hope. And in those days when you pray, the father says, I will listen. And if you look to me wholeheartedly, then you will find me. I want you to know like, it is important for you, sons and daughters of God, to seek Jesus for the things that he's called you for. One of the most significant moments of my life, there was a, a minister speaking, his name is Benny Hinn. He was doing a conference for about 20,000 youth. And he was talking to all these kids that were hungry for God. And he said, I'm not calling you to, to be a pastor, a lead pastor or a youth pastor. I'm not calling, God's not calling you to be an evangelist. He's not calling you to be moms or husbands or, 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 or leaders in your church. He's calling you to die to who you are daily. And this is where it's difficult for us, for Joseph. Joseph had an idea of where his life was going. And then God stepped in. He had an idea of what his marriage was going to look like. He had an, an idea of where his house was going to be, of what his finances probably looked like. And then God stepped in. And I just want you to know when, when we did realize that we were sinners and we made Jesus the Lord of our life, from that moment, we gave him control to lead and direct and do with us whatever he wants. And that's when we're growing in peace and in joy when we're surrendered and we don't need to fight for control of our own lives. Does that make sense? I know that the Lord has a plan for every one of you and I need you to seek it for yourself. Jeremiah 1.5 says, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. I would even also say this today. The Lord didn't call Joseph to be Jesus's stepdad because he was righteous. He called him because he predetermined that he was going to call him. And you, he's not calling you because you're righteous or because you're talented or because you're gifted or because you're good looking or because you're cool. He called you because he loved you and he wants to do great things in and through you if you'll let him. One of our passions here at this church is helping people find their calling, unlock their giftings, know the things that God is calling them to do, and release them to do just that. And I want you to know that the enemy is going to do everything he can to fight against you stepping into that gifting. Because the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He has anointed you to do great things. Yet the enemy will try to talk you out of that so much to get you to quit and never step into faith and confidence in who he is. Does that make sense to you? This is one of the greatest callings that's ever happened on the planet and Joseph wanted a divorce before he even got started because he was scared. 
Uh, one more verse here. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life and I will advise you and watch over you. I, we just want you to know that there is a gift inside of you that God's called you to do certain things. And, and we'd like your help around things, but the reality is, is that we don't need your help. But we want to see you excel in the things that God has for you. So here at the church, like our, we're growing. We have three more services in this church and that's it. And then there's a great change that's coming about. And we want to grow with you as a community. So you need to know everyone, the way we see church is not Pastor Tim is really good or Deb or Rachel are really good or, or, or Rich is really good looking. We really don't see church that way, Rich. <laughs> Love you, man. Just kidding. Uh, what, we, what we see is like a beautiful community where everyone is involved and everyone belongs. And so what Please help us get to the point where you understand that you're part and everyone does something that makes this place better. So like, you know what we, we need? We need, there's a worship team meeting today. We're looking for people that are called to help with worship. There's a, we, we need people on the media team. Not because we need people, but because there are people that are gifted that are behind the scenes type people that don't want to be front of house. We need people that really like people and want to be right in the front door smiling like Brian Wilson hugging every person that comes to the door. <laughs> Brian, you're the greatest hugger I've ever met in my entire life. And I hate every time and then I love it every time. It's like the most beautiful. It's conflict, man. Uh, I, uh, we, we need people that love kids. There, there are things, there are gifts inside of you and some of you are like, yeah, but I don't know what I'm good at. You got to step into something by faith. And don't let the enemy talk you out of it because of who you were. Mm. And so next week, we have a next steps class. My wife is gonna be in the back. You could have been a member of our church for the last 12 years. You know what? I gotta, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do a quick announcement. Trey sent me on, on Monday a text message and it was our 12-year anniversary of being in this building. We got the contract 12 years ago here and we were painting this joint blue and, this, uh, and it was like so endearing and that, that we were, uh, find ourselves over there painting those walls white. And so I was so, so thankful to see what God's done and where he's brought us and that we're not where we used to be. And I just want to thank you, everyone, that's helped us get to this place, man. It's quite beautiful. I can't wait to reach more people with the gospel of Jesus. Amen. I don't know if you know, but the, the only, what brings change to our lives is not us like being courageous and stepping up. It's, it's just the Holy Spirit. Three times in scripture, we can see that what, the, what was the strength of Joseph and Mary's relationship was the Holy Spirit. And some of us, when we have placed faith in Jesus, we don't realize that like how important the Holy Spirit is, but we value the Holy Spirit at this church. We value the move of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, the redemption, the cleansing power of the Holy Spirit, his ability to teach you scripture, his, his, his encouragement, his convicting authority. Like the Holy Spirit does all of the work that makes us kingdom. In fact, we can't even be born again without the power of the Holy Spirit. It's kind of funny when we think about what's happening in our lives. As a believer, if we, if we don't talk about the Holy Spirit, I think we're missing the mathematical equation to what God is doing in our lives. 
I need you to recognize that it's not God. He now moves by the power of the Holy Spirit. He'll be with us always. He will guide us in all ways. He'll convict us and lead us and guide us into all truth when the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And what we see here in Mary is that she became pregnant with the power of the Holy Spirit. And really, the Holy Spirit is the mathematical equation that really just doesn't make sense. It makes sense for us to tell the story about 2,000 years ago, this young lady that became pregnant with God by the Holy Spirit. But imagine being in that situation. And I just want you to know that many of you are in situations in your marriage right now, or in your home right now, or in your finances right now, or in your work right now, or in your health right now. And the only thing that we can explain is the Holy Spirit is moving in my life. And he's going to do what he's going to do. And we're going to let him lead us. And that is good when it happens. It's really hard when people are fighting and trying and trying and trying. And I found myself there this week when I didn't see the fruit of the Holy Spirit in my life because I was trying to do all the work myself. Some of you are trying to figure it out and do the work yourself and you need to let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you and empower you. It was a beautiful moment when I gave my life to the Lord again this week. I got born again for probably the 2,000th time on Friday, and it was wonderful for me. And I think it then became good for everyone that was alongside me this week. I want to invite you to do the same. Let the Holy Spirit grow in you. Because if not, there's going to be a conflict. The reason why this is important is December is one of the hardest months of the entire year for the majority of people. There's a conflict in your life. And if you'll just lean into the Holy Spirit and let him lead, he'll do a lot of things that I, nor you, nor anyone else could do to help you. Would you all bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Jesus, I'm so glad you came. And you've always come in ways that we don't expect. We believe that you're God. We believe you love us. We believe you want to do something beautiful in us. Just a lot of things that we don't understand. Today, we're going to trust you and obey. Today, we're going to trust you and obey. Today, we're going to trust you and obey because you are the Lord. If you're here today and you've got that conflict going on in you, I believe the Holy Spirit's talking to you with every head bowed and every eye closed. If there's something you need to give over to the Lord, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a financial situation, maybe it's a health problem, but you've got a conflict and God's calling you out of it. Will you raise your hand right now? I just want you to know we love you and we see you. Hands up all over the room and it's beautiful. I'm 
I'm going to go back to what Trey said when she opened up the service. Some of you are walking with God right now and you don't, you don't recognize him. I just want you to know that God is with you because he loves you. He's with you. He's with you. He's with you. He's with you in the storm. He's with you in the fire. He's with you in the waters. He's with you. Because he loves you. He's not going to let you go. Trust him. Let go. Jesus, today we give you our sin. We give you our worry, our doubt, our fears, our concerns, our relationships, our problems. And we thank you that your peace that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. We've been adopted by you. We ask that you'd forgive us, that you'd cleanse us, and that you'd be with us. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Hey, a couple things, a couple quick commercials before we leave. Um, Next week is the next steps. And if you're not involved in our church, we need to change that. Mm-hmm. Sign up this week to join the next steps class that Trey leads uh, right in the back room during service. Uh, secondly, um, there's uh, a women's group and a men's group going on. There's a big kids play. Let's get together. There's a lot of changes that's happened in our church. And I just want you to know I love you guys and I'm super thankful for you. But in this season right now, there's a lot of people that are struggling in December and um, I, we just want to have empathy for those moments for people that are overwhelmed with life, especially today. So as we dismiss, if you're here and you would like prayer for anything, uh, Trey and I will be down front. We want to pray with you, regardless of who you are, what your position is in our church. We love you guys. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your Holy Spirit with us. I don't know where we'd be without you. Thank you that your word allows us insight to complicated situations that you're in the center of and great people of God didn't even recognize you. Thank you that you're with us. Lord, be with us today as we go and be with family and friends. You're good and we love you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, love you guys. See you soon. Thank you for joining us at The Way today. Our prayer is that through a relationship with Jesus, you would know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit us online at thewaylakeland.com or by visiting our Facebook page at The Way Lakeland or Instagram page at The Way Church Lakeland.